0: Here's the opening scene. Your restaurant is short-staffed. You can't find anyone to work in your restaurant or even fill out an application online without coming into the restaurant. This is a sign of the times. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru, here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to teach restaurant owners, managers, and chefs just like you to focus on eight basic fundamentals that lead to a better life and financial freedom. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2021. This is episode number 125 of Build a Better Restaurant podcast. It's called Interview Questions and Insights. I know you're desperate to find employees right now, and I know you can't find anyone to come in for an interview, let alone someone worth hiring. I believe This is the time to double down on finding the right people because we can't afford to let the wrong people on the team. I want you to pay attention to this part right here. You can't afford to hire the wrong person and you need more than just a warm body or a placeholder. And that involves asking the candidate and yourself some serious questions. Asking the right questions. I know The amount of people looking for work today is almost zero. I know that hiring the right people is going to be the challenge of 2021 because nobody wants to work for minimum wage and the government is paying people more than that to stay home and play video games. I get that, but that doesn't matter because there's nothing you can do about that. It's just another excuse for not moving forward and finding a better way. See, the nobody is willing to work is just another place to hide. Today is the day to start moving forward and start building the right team and asking the right questions. How do we do this better? Now, I imagine you have a list of questions that you and your managers ask your candidates. But before you get all desperate and run out and hire the wrong people for the wrong reasons again, I'm going to ask you some questions about yourself and your potential new hires that you may not have considered before, or at least in this context. Okay, now, as you probably know, I'm a restaurant owner and a strategic restaurant coach. I face the same challenges that you do, and so do all my clients. We're all struggling to find good people for our businesses, so these questions are well thought out. I'm talking like 20 years worth of well thought out. So you should definitely pay attention. I have a big thought bomb that I'm going to drop on you that will completely change your paradigm about hiring people for your business. The question I've been debating all week is should I drop the big bomb at the beginning to frame the whole discussion and set the tone for the podcast? Or Should I build up to it and drop this big bomb at the end and leaving you shaking your head in awe? Well, I decided to drop it at the beginning and work with you in the aftermath of this profound thought. Okay, are you ready? All right, hold on tight. The big thought bomb is, why would anyone ever want to work for you? That's right, you. Why would anyone ever want to work in your restaurant for you and your managers and your chef? Why would anyone ever want to work for the amount of money that you're offering to pay them? Wow. You See, there you have it. The scene is set. Now, let's start asking questions with that hanging over us. What do you offer them What will they get by working for you? And your answer has to be more than just money and benefits because everybody is offering money and benefits. What makes working for you the right move for them? Now, here's the point, so pay attention. Every sale that will ever be made in the history of Earth must answer these four questions. Number one, what's in it for me? What do I get? Number two, what is the overt benefit of working for you? Number three, What is the dramatic difference between you and the other five restaurants that want me? And number four, what is the reason why I should believe that or I should believe you? What will you add to their lives? How will you help them get closer to where they want to go? What great value do you add to the lives of the people who work for you? You must give them a place to fulfill their dreams. You must help them learn to thrive. Winners need more than just a J-O-B. They need to make a contribution to make a difference. Or, as Steve Jobs used to say, they need to make a dent in the universe. Here's the big question. Is this person a winner or loser? What have they done in their past that says they're a winner? What are they great at? Because people who are great at something know about hard work and practice and sacrifice. And they don't run at the first sign of trouble. They tend to stick with things until they figure them out and win. So, rule number one of hiring new team members is hire winners. Winners with a great track record and winning attitude and winning talent and skill. So, if that's true, guess what winners are looking for? That's right, you guessed it. They're looking for other winners and a place to learn and grow and hone their craft. Do you offer that? Does your restaurant offer that? I mean, really? Or is that just something you're telling yourself today? Here's another way to say that. We need to hire winners. And winners will only work for and with other winners. So, what is it about you and your business that screams winner? That's the real question you need to answer before a winner will show up and work for you. You need to be the place where winners work, the place where winners thrive. Are you that? Are you willing to change and become more of that? Oh, and winners won't work for minimum wage either, will they? Okay, and this brings us to the next question. Will this person make your restaurant better? And will you make their career better? Will you add or subtract from what they're doing today? And will they add or subtract from what you're trying to do? Will they push you to become a better leader? Will they fit in with your people? See, in the old days, we could afford turnover. We could afford to bring in the wrong employee and turn them over. But today, that's just not possible. Because number one, they're not available. And number two, we can't afford to waste the time and money. Okay, here's another one. Will you be proud of this person? or will you keep them hidden in the back? Will you show off this new person to your best customers? Will you be proud to put them on your website and your Facebook page? Would you bring this person home to have dinner with your family? Would you let your kids drive in a car with this person? Wow. See, if the answer is no, then what are you thinking? I mean, think about that. The next question is, do you trust this person? Would you give this person $10,000 in cash to hold for you for one week? If the answer is no, don't hire them because they got a lot more assets than that inside the building that they can hurt. Would you let this person drive your personal car? If the answer is no, don't hire them. Oh, and here's one. Do they trust you? I mean, think about it. You must build trust with them. Why would they want to attach their professional wagon or their career to you? Now, here's a good way to find out If they're truthful, I call it the truth test. Now, first, we want to watch their eyes and body language. An interview can be a hard thing for most people, especially introverted cooks. So start out with some simple questions to help them relax and watch their eyes and their mannerisms and their body language. This will become their baseline behavior. You know, like the FBI does with the lie detector test. Ask simple questions like, what is your name? where do you live? Ask about where they grew up. Ask about their hobbies and the sports they played, you know, stuff like that. Then, when they bring up something important, dig in and ask questions, deeper questions. Let's imagine they say they're a great bartender. Then ask them how they make a simple drink, like a margarita. Ask them to walk you step-by-step through the process in great detail. Then ask questions like, well, what type of tequila would you use? Why that tequila? Try to get them to expand on their knowledge of tequila, if they have any. And then, when it comes to lime, ask, what type of lime juice would you use? And listen. See, they could say fresh, bottled, or powdered mix. These are all very revealing answers. See, I use 100% fresh lime juice because that's the best and only way to make a great margarita. Okay, then... What type of ice? That's right, ice. A great bartender will know a lot about ice because ice is a very important ingredient in making great cocktails. So you can also go deeper into other classic cocktails like a martini or an old-fashioned. The big thing is, does the candidate lead you? Do they paint a vivid picture of the cocktail or the dish? Do they make you want it? or do you have to pry the information out of them? Do they really know what they're talking about, or are they just blowing smoke? Now imagine, somebody says, hey, I'm a classically trained chef. Great, ask them about the mother sauces. Ask them how they make hollandaise sauce, and then ask them how many different sauces they can make out of holidays. They should be able to list at least three more sauces that they can make from holidays, like Bernays, Chiron, Maltese, and Foyot. Then, ask them about knife cuts and knife skills. I mean, why not ask them to turn a carrot and dice an onion, or make a French omelet? The onion and omelet test is a doozy. It'll help you see what's up in a hurry. I mean, why wait to get them on the payroll to find out that the guy's full of prunes and he can't cook? See, I don't care if they're a great chef or bartender because we can teach them those skills, but I do care if they're full of shit and too dumb to realize who they're talking to. I just don't want this type of person in my business because my customers are smart and they're not going to trust this person either. I mean, after all, this person is going to be your brand ambassador. I mean, think about that. The people who work for you are your brand ambassadors. And if your people aren't 100% excited about the job and the product, how do you expect them to get the customer engaged and excited? Here's another great point I want to make. I call it the five-question game. When you ask a question in an interview, or really any time, and you get a strange, debatable, or incomplete answer, don't just gloss over the hard questions because you don't want to know the answer. That's right, you probably don't want to know. Or because it might lead to something uncomfortable. Be smart and immediately ask a second related question that moves you deeper into the situation. And then a third, deeper question about that information. And then a fourth, based on that answer. And continue to do this until you get to the real answer, the unvarnished truth. Let's look at it another way. Ask a question, or ask, what happened? And listen carefully. Then ask, why did that happen? And listen. Then ask, why did that happen? listen again, and then go deeper and ask, why did that happen? And each time you ask a deeper, more specific question, you will get a better, more complete answer. It's like zooming in on a giant zit. Wow. Okay, now let's play the rapid fire quick challenge game. These are quick questions that need more than a yes or no answer. Where do you work now? How long have you worked there? What about the job before that? Why do you want to leave? What's good about your current job? What's bad about your current job? If it's all bad, why did you stay there so long? Hmm. What if they don't have a job now? Well, what have you been doing for the last year? Playing video games in mommy's basement? Sucking on the government teat? See, I don't want people who sat out during corona just because they got laid off. Because they're takers. I want givers. Do you know another word for givers? That's right, winners. I'm very passionate about this subject. I could talk about it all day long. I actually am starting to feel sorry for these people who had to sit out because they have no passion. That's right, they didn't have to sit out, they chose to sit out. There's been work all along. They're just not excited about anything. They're just dead men walking. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Is this a full-time player? Will this person work 40 plus hours a week? Can they work when you need them? Or do they need every other weekend off? See, I don't know about you, but I can't build a team of winners with part-time people. It just doesn't work for me. I need full-time engagement and full-time commitment. Part-time people never get in the groove, and they hold us back. Here's one, how long do you plan to work here? Now, I would say that the answer to this question will correlate to how long they worked at their last job and the one before that and the one before that. I mean, seriously, ask them straight up, how long do you expect to work here? If they say three years and their track record's only six months, then ask them, what makes you think you'll be here longer than your last three jobs? Why should I believe that? Once again, This sets the tone and the priorities for your organization and lets them know this person is serious. This is a serious place. I want to know, is this a long-term player? This is important. Can you see this person making it through the audition stage or 30 or 60 or 90 days without any incidents? How about still being around in one or two years from now? Okay, now this brings me to my new favorite interview question. How many days will you miss each year? Now, I got this idea from my son, Evan, who's my business partner at Grace. Imagine that somebody is going to work full time. That's 52 weeks a year. Now, let's assume they take two weeks off. That's 14 days. And you have two days off each week. That's another 100 days. So that's 114 days off out of 365. So let's call it 250 days of work per year. Now here's the question, out of the 250 days, how many of those days will you miss for any reason? Such as, you were sick or a family member is sick and you have to call off, or you had a family emergency of any type, or you have a social event such as a family reunion or wedding to attend, or you're hungover or tired or whatever. See, this is out of the 250 days. How many of the 250 work days will you miss? Now let's make it easy. Let's make this a multiple choice question. Here's your choices. Out of the 250 work days a year, will you miss 0 to 5 days, 5 to 10 days, 11 to 15 days, or 16 days or more? Remember, this is out of the 250, not the 365. Wow, right? See, this is a real good question to ask because we need our people to be at work full time. And this line of questioning shows them that we value attendance. This is a very important question. How many days did you call out of work at your last job last year? Because past performance tends to indicate future performance. And make sure, say to them, please be honest because I'm gonna to talk to your last boss and I'm gonna ask her the same question. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Can you say two references? See, you must be able to find at least two people who are gonna tell me to hire this person. I need two people to tell me that this person will make my business better. I need a lot more information than dates of employment and the position that they worked. Think about that. I want to call them on their phone, their cell phone, and they need to talk to me. And if they don't want to talk to me, I'm not going to hire this person because we do check references. I need the cell number of at least two people, your last two bosses, and I need them to be straight with me and give me more than your position and the dates that you worked there. And if they can't get excited about this candidate, why should I? I mean, think about it. When one of my good people move on, I go out of my way to help them. I usually go on and on about the real good ones, and I bet you do too. So, if your new candidate has a reference and they won't answer your question, that reference must not think much of that candidate. And don't hire them. Hey, think about this. Reference checks are mission critical. This is not a hassle. You have to do it. Okay, let's keep moving on. Now, I want to find out also, is this person mentally tough? Or are they snowflake? Are they going to be able to handle the heat? Here's one. Do you have a current driver's license? And, hey, let's talk about your credit. That's right, your credit rating. Next, I want to know about their values. What do they value? What is valuable to you? See, at this restaurant, we value honesty. Do you value truth and honesty? Do you value it? I mean, listen to their answer. Try to get them to respond with more than a one-word answer. Here's another primer question. Do you want me or us to lie to you about how much money we're going to pay you and when you're going to be paid? Of course you don't. You want us to be honest with you. And you know what? We want you to be honest with us too. Okay, so now if this person has gotten past all those questions, we move on to the next stage, which is the audition. That's right, I call it the audition test. In my restaurants, we do an audition with every new candidate to see if we're a good fit for each other. It's kind of like going out on a first date. This allows the candidate to see us up close and personal. It also allows us to see them up close and personal. I ask all the employees and managers who worked the shift with a new person, "Hey, what'd you think of that person?" And I listen carefully to the answer. The R people know who they want to work with and who they don't, and the new candidates will also tell their coworkers things they're not going to share with us, like, "Hey, can we get high here?" Or, "Hey, who has good drugs?" Here's my favorite test. I call it the passion test. Do they love it or not? See, after the interview and after the audition, I like to ask the candidate, so how was the audition? How did you like working here with the people that we have? And then I shut up and I listen, I listen carefully to their answer. And if they say it was okay or fine, I don't hire them. Sorry, no job. If they say, awesome, I loved it. It was amazing. I love this place. Then they pass the passion portion of the test. I mean, think about it. We're looking for people to do this full-time for years and years. And if they don't love it on the first day, wow. I know this is deep, but it's very valuable because your employees, if your employees aren't fired up about your business, how are they ever going to get your customers fired up? I mean, after all, isn't it important that your customers are fired up about your business? And the truth is, your customers will never... Be more fired up about your business than your employees are. And so the last real question is, is the new Canada excited to work here? Do they really want to work here? Or are they just here until something better comes along? And are you excited to have them? I mean, think about it like a marriage. Don't marry the one you can live with. Marry the one you can't live without. Okay, in conclusion, let's wrap this up. I know this is a difficult time to find people, and I want you to remember that this is your business and you are not desperate. You're never so desperate that you need to hire a shithead loser. There's no good reason to hire the wrong person under any circumstances. You would be better off reducing your hours or closing down for a day or two each week until you get the right people on your team, and this takes courage. Courage to go against the current and against the time. Here's the bottom line. You must be the company that great cooks and great bartenders and great waiters and great managers want to work for. And that will require effort and courage. And that brings me to this week's homework assignment. This week, your homework assignment is two. Make a list of reasons why your restaurant is a great place to work. And then I want you to start sharing these amazing reasons And benefits with your current employees. Remember this, my friends, you will only be as successful as your team members want you to be, and your current employees and team members are the best and only place to start. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the Food Guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager and chef who joins us has the knowledge and information they need to reimagine their restaurant so you can create financial freedom and live the life of your dreams. Think of me as your strategic thinking partner. I want to help you reimagine your restaurant. If you're looking to move the ball forward and build a better restaurant, I can help you. Just come to foodguru.com to get started. Because when the student is ready, the food guru will appear. Thanks for listening. I hope to hear from you soon.